Hi, I'm Margie. Hi, I'm Michelle. Welcome to God in the Real World. Avatar, may her baba ki jay. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of God in the Real World. I am here with my co-host, Michelle McKeever. Michelle, say hi. Hi. (laughs) We also have a special guest, which we will introduce in just a second. But Michelle and I are super excited to start a new series, which we're calling The Perceptions of Disconnection, and basically talking to different people about the um, intergenerational relationships in the Bible world. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Michelle, who's going to introduce our guest. Awesome. Well, very excited about this topic um, and really excited to have um, Wisteria Winters here with us on the podcast. You want to say hey? Hello. (laughs) um and I always feel like when we do the podcast I sound I feel like I sound so official and it like makes me feel insecure so I'm just gonna name that up front um (laughs) but no I'm so excited and I feel like this topic is one that's prime um and I'm excited that um the three of us get to connect today um like this and we're gonna be in person soon enough together at the use to have us soon um where I'm sure we'll be having various levels of conversations about all these different topics um, but with Sarah, I want to turn it over to you just to like introduce yourself, like who you are, um, and maybe like when you came to Baba or things like that. And then if you wouldn't mind, like you had reached out to me after our last podcast with Elisa. Um, and so I was really excited to kind of get your perspective, but if you wouldn't mind like telling us like what excited you about this topic and, and why you wanted to chat a little bit more about it. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so I guess I'll start with myself. Um, I, I came to Baba because I lived in Myrtle Beach for so long, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I was pretty deep into the, the yoga community and also like drum circles. And I took this African drumming class at the circle center before I even knew anything about Baba. And there were just pictures of him all over the place. And I was like, who's this guy? (laughs) He seems kind of cool. And eventually I started working at the fresh market and I think it was Jeff who came in and handed me a card with Baba's face on it. What? Um, and told me to come to the center. Yeah. <laughs> what? I didn't yeah. did that. And my um, manager was making fun of all these Baba people who came in with the lockets and stuff. And I was like, well, they're our nicest customers. So why would you make fun of them? <laughs> and so, yeah, I like got pretty down on my luck um, and didn't have I didn't have like anything. And I was just like, I'm at my wits end. Like, I'm going to go to the Baba Center finally, because here I am thinking it's a spiritual retreat and it's going to be so expensive. And I call the gateway and they're like, oh, it's $28 a night. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, sign me up. So (laughs) I went there and um, I just remember like, watching the video of Baba going across the bridge and talking about how he wanted to bead all religions together, like beads on a string and just really resonating with that. And I went to the original kitchen, like living room area and then uh, cried and fell asleep. And (laughs) um, I was going to keep coming to the center. Wow. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to hear everybody's different Baba stories and like how random they are, but how like familiar they all seem too. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I love that with yours. I also, especially, I love the younger people's Baba stories because we have such a different experience of Baba than, I mean, I grew up working on the center. So always hearing stories of like you know coming to baba in the 70s so hearing the young people stories is like so nice because they're just like yeah I cried and fell asleep and was like yeah this works for me I mean having lived in Myrtle Beach for so long and coming to the center and like feeling so disconnected from like nature and myself and silence was were all things that were really important to me so to come to the center and like hear silence for the first time that's why I cried I was just like so 
happy that I wasn't being overstimulated for once. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I yeah. love that. That like peace. That's how I felt. I think too, when I first left the, the center, like at 15 and I, I, my, I just like cried. <laughs> like, and I was like, Aww. I had no idea why I had no really, like we'd been there only for like 24 hours and if even that, and like, I just like got in the car and just cried. But I think it was like that stillness, that quietude, um, that is really foreign. Like that's not, that's not typical in our world today. Um, yeah. I love like, that. And I guess like one of the things that attracted to me, attracted me to talking about this is like just how, from my perspective, how this kind of quietness and laid backness and community has been built by the older generation and in some sense and how I think that there are definitely things that we can integrate to make it more refreshing and more stimulating and more interesting for young people Mm. Um, Mm. but just kind of like blending them together rather than uh, feeling like we have to fight yeah yeah I love that (laughs) I love that um, and that's what I feel like is like the, the common thread, like even in our conversation with Elisa recently on the, in the pe- previous episode of the podcast, which if you haven't listened, you should definitely go back and listen to as well. Um, but talking about like, yeah, like how are there, how do we like respect what we've all created and where we are in life and continue to build a community from that place? Um, while also respecting that the stories are super different, you know, for how many of us that are coming to Baba now, like. You know, you're getting a card from Jeff at the <laughs> at the fresh market. Wait, I actually have a really funny side story about cards and Baba and Myrtle Beach, and it takes 30 seconds. So, Will David, who most people know, is a very quirky Baba lover. We love him. Love Will David. So, I went to the grocery store with him one time, and we're in line. And so he takes a Baba card out, and with like the fo- you know, like how a book sounds when it drops on the floor, he pounds this Baba card down on the beltway. And so it's like rolling about to get stuck in the little thing. And then he like quickly grabs it, takes it again, smashes it on the counter where you put your credit card (laughs) and then leaves it there. And as we're leaving, you know, Will David and his voice goes, Ooh, is that mine? (laughs) Grabs it and puts it back into his pocket. But anyway, that might be one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> Amazing. We should have an entire podcast on stories of Will David. But anyway. I love him so much. I swear there was like one time where I was like in India and I like saw him and said hello. And then like, 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 I feel like it felt like the next week I was in Myrtle Beach and he was, <laughs> he was there. there. I was like, you're always here and I love it. Uh, yeah. Anyway. It's a real like the welcoming. And I really like what you were saying with Siri about like the how the community has been created because of the like what what you know our generation would call the older generation right like and about how much of that has been fostered um I'm curious for you I'm curious like and like it's okay if it's not a fully fleshed out answer but when you you were talking about kind of the like the blending it together like have you ever have you seen examples of that working or like what are you like kind of like your dreams or your hopes or things that you kind of would like to see us do as like a broader community if anything Mm. well I think so I don't I don't live super far away from the center like I try to go there pretty frequently even when it's not Sahavas and I feel like a lot of people live pretty far and their only real experience of the center is when they are doing something with the younger community whether that's young adult Sahavas or regular Sahavas, mm-hmm. um, there might be like a time or two where people have a couple days off to go. But like the last time I went to the center during the little tea time that they have, <laughs> everybody was like, sitting in a circle and singing and someone was playing the guitar. And it was very reminiscent of things that we do at Sahavas. Mm. And although mm. that's not like, that might not be the norm, I'm not sure. Um, I feel like it would be very easy to blend the things that make Sahavas exciting with um, what's already happening there and also to just include things like like Margie mentioned plays 
and maybe even just like younger people's Baba stories. And I think, you know, obviously this podcast is playing a role in that. So, oh my God. All of these things. Wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, all- it's like really amazing that the, this podcast has become what it is because. I promise you, Michelle and I like literally just wanted to record our phone calls basically so we could listen back to that. <laughs> we were like, if but... anybody listens, it's just fun for us. <laughs> yeah. But I really like something you just said with Syria, which is like, I mean, uh, that is what happens. You know, it doesn't happen every time, but generally during, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday tea time, it is very Sahabas esque. But I think that, you know, a lot of part of what I think has to happen is the older mm-hmm. generation has to take a personal interest in the younger generation but we also have to stop being so catty and not and like the younger generation i mean not like thinking that our sahabas is better because we're young people and actually realizing that they are doing the exact same thing that we do at sahabas it doesn't have to be at sahabas for it to be young people right yeah yeah and i think there are definitely people who take interest in younger people in the community i think a matter of how they do that and whether or not they're projecting their own beliefs onto people um, mm. or or whatever it is um, while they're doing it. And I think the other thing about Sahavas, young, young adult Sahavas in particular, is that I've been thinking about a lot and why we don't integrate the older generation to, into that <clears throat> is because of, you know, gender fluidity identity Mm -hmm. stuff and how um it could probably make some people feel unsafe if other people aren't educated about that yeah so which i think speaks to like what we're dealing with like in a global sphere right like i i know that like you know i have people who are very close to me who have expressed that not just like including in the Baba community, um, but also just like with our family and stuff like that, you know, that we are dealing with because of how like as society changes and identity in all the different forms becomes more talked about, you know, more um, prevalent. It's like, how, how do we, yeah, how do we create the spaces that are fully inclusive and like, you know, allow for different people to just be, allow for people to just be who they are. Um, and be safe in that expression. So I, that's a that's a really interesting point too. Um, I think one of the things that's interesting is like around, and I can't remember if we talked about this on the last podcast, but the the, the idea of like a Sahavas for all, right? Mm-hmm. Like a you know the logistics of that are terrifying to me. Um, <laughs> if you think about what that would be like as somebody who's like deeply involved in like the logistics of the the youth Sahabas. Um, But thinking about, you know, like kind of what you were saying, like that people do actually create these like Sahabas moments. And Margie, you were saying like, our Sahabas isn't better just because we're younger. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's amazing because of what Baba makes it a and B, but because we're, we get to spend a week on center. (laughs) Like, you know, like I feel like you could put a lot of different, age groups and demographics in there and it might not be as as easy but I would argue there have been a lot of years for me that Sahabas hasn't felt easy at all but like um the crying on the floor is very relatable um, <laughs> uh, but it's like how do we create those spaces and who's going to create them and and how do we do it in that way where like people do feel safe and nobody feels like like I think one of the best things about the youth Sahabas and one of the things that's we've done a really good job of preserving I feel over the years is the like zero pressure aspect of it and the fact that you can go to like and I think this is something that young people I think do have a better do a do a better job at and I think it's just developmental like where people are in life but like you can go to lunch and like not talk about Baba at all right right like it's not like there's not this feeling or this wanting even for a lot of people to like need to talk about Baba Versus like, that's different than when I go to the center at a lot of other times, right? Like, and that's totally fine. Like, I think it's amazing to talk about Baba, but I think one of the things that like young people really need is like, for younger people is that space, you know, yeah. that right. big space, like to be able to engage in the conversations if you want to, but like to really not feel like you're being forced at all. Like that's for me, like why I came to Baba 
was because yeah. of the use of habits, I felt zero force. And then I just had my natural curiosity led the way and then Baba did the rest. Right. I think you bring up such a good point, Michelle, that it's like we I feel like we sometimes forget that we're here with the avatar. Like like we're arguing about an issue that has to do with God, but like we're forgetting that Bob is really the one in charge. Because just going back to the place, you know, uh, Jeff and Elise and I are running this Sahabas in London. And I just told them this story about the play last year at the Youth Sahabas. I want to do the play so badly because <laughs> I just it I feel like it's something that Baba really loved and it's kind of died out. It's just mm. the kids don't have the same interest in it they used to. And so yeah. I was like hell bent on making this play happen. I didn't care what the play was about. It could have been like, I, and they wanted to do Shrek. I was like, great, let's do Shrek. It doesn't even have to have Baba in it. We're just going to do a play. And then naturally, because like I gave them the space to do whatever they wanted, the end of the play became about Baba and it was totally yeah. unprompted. And it, I think that that's more the energy that, the older generation has trouble like letting go and flowing into that. Like Baba is naturally when you're on the center, just like Wisteria, like you said, you didn't really come expecting anything, but all of a sudden you're crying and feeling something to explain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That space, that, that space and the like letting the creativity and it's hard because like, especially younger people, like kids are messy. Like young adults are messy. Like, people in their 30s like me are messy like you know like and our lives are like very out in the world and I can see how that can be hard to be like oh you're not like I've had a lot of moments of feeling like I was being judged for not focusing enough yeah right right? and like versus like what I really fully believe about myself right which you wouldn't know unless we were having a conversation is that like Bob is just like the root of everything I do like everything I do is for Baba you know like and that's just like a baseline of how I live my life and so like even when I'm not actively like thinking of Baba as like the like God man physical presence on earth like Baba's there like the energy of Baba I guess is always in my mind even if I'm not constantly like always taking his name like as as much as I should be or whatever like it's just always there yeah and that was that was one of the things that was one of the quotes I was trying to find because I got it one New Year's and it was something like don't discount any experience as being spiritual because every experience is spiritual Mm. and like something I want to kind of say about this I guess is just (laughs) like how I think a lot of the older people who like maybe have met the Mondali or have at least seen them or have spoken to a lot of people who knew them feel like it's kind of their job maybe to educate us about Mm. Baba Mm. and kind of see that as taking on a responsibility and like doing something for Baba that's also benefiting us. So Mm. it's like, I kind of try to look at it that way when every conversation turns to Baba and it's also like I am on the Baba center yeah like (laughs) totally here because I'm willing to learn about Baba and it's like the other thing is being so new to the community you know I'm only probably like five years into it six years is I am like willing and open to have those conversations because to be honest even though I've read some of the discourses I don't know much you know but I'm also totally trusting this person who might not know anything I don't know you know (laughs) yeah yeah and I also you bring up a good point you know I Michelle you didn't quite grow up in a Baba family but you came to Baba at a young enough age that I feel like it was kind of integrated into you slowly right like your mom was discovering it and it was but I mean for so many Baba kids in this generation we grew up with it like, there's nothing about Baba's life that I haven't been told a million times and even had it used to discipline me at some point. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, And so I could, you know, I've never thought about it as a young person coming into the community and these older people are just like, oh, well, I should tell you this about Baba. And you could be like, who are you? <laughs> like, why do you think that you're allowed to tell me? Like, I didn't ask you what's going on, right? Because you have no idea who this person is. Like, even Jeff. Jeff is somebody that I've never known life without. But for the newer people coming in of the younger generation, and there are more of them now that are, you know, even coming from Asheville, who are like that mid 30s kind of age, you know, they heard about something. I've never thought about it from that perspective that these older people 
sort of talking to them and assuming they even know who Erich and Monty and Mara are there, you know, there needs to be a reframe there of some sort. Yeah. And sometimes it's really helpful. Like, yeah, for sure. I never wanted to hear my mom say like, and still struggle with it. Like what she knows, um, but I like <laughs> never wanted to hear her say, tell me about Baba's life. I was like, come on lady. Like stop. Like, just like, let me complain <laughs> about my friend without it being like, well, Baba says, <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I feel like I always love like like sitting with Jeff and Annie when they talk. And I think like it's like a thing, right? We all have personality differences. And but like I also I look back and even at my Sahabas experience, like I I think now as you know, as you sit in and you hear some conversations and you realize how much people at Sahabas, like the counselors and the staff there are like looking out for everybody. Like, you know, like if you notice the kids like kind of being a little quieter like we're not like talking about them behind their back but we're like hey did anybody just check in with them today to make sure they have all their like you know food water needs met yeah you know like and I I think back to that like that was so happening with me like I was probably a kid we actually probably talked about a lot Uh, (laughs) when I was like a camper because I was so like I felt so isolated like it was really hard for me um, but I felt so loved, what without it being overbearing or pushy, right? Yeah. And I think that was like, that's the big thing, right? Like that is the big, how do you, how are we like really creating community from this place of like making sure that we're working with our own individual personalities, right? But also seeing and like responding to what a new person needs in a community, or not even a new person, but somebody who's been in the community for a really long time, like recognizing and being okay with people love Baba in different ways. Yeah. And that's something that like is hard because he doesn't really give us a script. <laughs> so like, I feel like in other religions, it's like if you're Catholic and you're not like taking the communion, like you're like doing something wrong, quote unquote, in like God's eyes, right? Versus like with Baba, it's like, I don't know what's right and wrong. <laughs> I don't know. If you say Avatar Mayor Baba Kijay two times instead of three times, oh, there might yeah, be punishment. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with Syria, I do, I do have a question for you, though. Um, so, you know, coming into, obviously, you had this really beautiful experience at the center and you felt comfortable there and you there was something special. But there was a learning process that, you know, so much of being at the center, especially in Myrtle Beach, is like being a part of the community. And so through your process of coming to Baba, you know, who played a role in that? Was it the older community or the older generation? Was it more connecting with the younger generation? Like, what did that look like for you? Yeah, so it was like a multitude of things. My story is pretty wild, but I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> um, I, I like went to the center a lot. Like pretty much every time I was off from work, I was just there. Um, and... Jeff and Annie were really kind of the most pivotal people for me Mm -hmm. um, where they would just sit and talk with me for hours and invite me to their lunch and like talk about the Zodiac signs and like just everything, you know, like, and Jeff always like seems to know, almost always knows what to say and like keep it light, but also like have things be interesting. And he's like, grading like quotes and stuff into meals and just you know whatever like he he could talk about house painting and somehow relate it to spirituality (laughs) yeah you know and so I just really found myself really drawn to them and then there was this one day where there was just like people at the center who were younger and I was like I didn't even know this was a thing (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I remember it was Marizod and Torian. Oh gosh. And, yeah. That's the Myrtle and, Beach crew. <laughs> <laughs> and Annie goes, um, hey Wisteria, this is Torian. He's in a band. He lives in Australia. And this is Marizod. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we just like tooled around on the golf cart and like threw blueberries at each other and just like had a good time. <laughs> And, like, that was something that I really also needed to have that experience as well because, you know, to some extent, it is a little stifling to be the only young person on the center and, like, everybody wants to talk to you because you're new and, like, you know, and it feels like a lot of emotional work. So to have younger people there who don't want to talk about anything but just have a good time 
was really nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that dear, I, I loved when you, you had told me that in either text or when we talked on the phone recently. So like, I didn't know that young people even existed. In the, <laughs> yeah. In I, was, world. I remember I was really interested in the center and really interested in its preservation. And I was like, what is going to happen? Like, I have not seen yeah. a single young person this whole time. Like, what's going on? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I think you also, I just want to sort of remark on this, that so many young people's stories are so linked to Annie and Jeff. And I don't, I mean, I personally, Annie and Jeff, I don't remember a time they weren't in my life. You know, I, they were my aunts and uncles growing up just because we would go to the center and they were a constant and they've always created that feeling of community. But I also think there is a need, you know, they didn't just happen to do that. Right. It wasn't, it was very intentional because I've known them so intimately for so long. Like Jeff didn't just become like that by working at the center. Right. He intentionally knew to bring that energy to the center And I do think that there's a need for some of us young people to kind of let Annie and Jeff mentor us in that way, because Annie and Jeff have changed so many people's lives in Baba just because of creating that personal connection. And they, you know, they're not going to be around forever. And the importance of them, I don't really know a single young person who, when they tell their Baba story, it doesn't include Annie and Jeff and the like the hospitable, the hospitable love that they pour out. And it takes a lot of work. It's not, you know, they didn't just, it's not just like they sit in the kitchen and wait for people to show up. They're, you know, organizing (laughs) meals. They're, they're managing lots of things with the intention of keeping it Baba's home, not like a hotel retreat center. Right. Yeah. And that piece too, where like, like I remember like, (laughs) even like my first couple of years working at, like at the used to have this right like when like Annie and Jeff would like we would do clean up at the end and they would like be like okay let's like sit and like have like have a, a, a snack break you know in the middle of the work time and I was like guys no we gotta like do <laughs> um right and that's the youth part though I think is the go 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 I think it's mm-hmm. the energy of the young um the, like the youth just in general and like what I can see even just as you were talking Margie it was like making me realize like that is the work yeah right like is like both like yes like the cabins need to get cleaned and they need to be like you know making the beds for baba as like annie would always tell us to do and like that sticks with me anywhere i go (laughs) um now like i always am like thinking about making my bed or doing something as if as if baba was coming next um and but it is so true that like taking that time to be with people and to get to know them and hear their stories is is such a strength of theirs yeah. you know and I also know like it's not always easy yeah you know? no I think and I, even you know we're still hearing your story it's like again Annie and Jeff have taken on that responsibility and no one knows who it's going to be but at some point us young people have to sort of like decide do we want to keep this spirit of the center going which Really, I mean, there are so many people who make up the spirit of the center, but Annie and Jeff have bring, it's almost like the aspect of the feminine, right? Like there are people like Lee who have been keeping the cabins. I don't really know if you guys know like what Lee does, but the t- the attention to detail mm-hmm. that he does to keep the cabins in perfect condition, you know, to preserve everything, but it's behind the scenes, right? Like, you know, you don't go to the center and connect with Lee because he's kind of running the the back end. But there is a need for that feminine aspect to be preserved at the center. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. There's this amazing story, which I love so much, of Erich was... um, They used to do tea time um, every day in the afternoon. And one day Erich asked, you you know, what what does Gary Kleiner do all day? And they, they kind of wanted to avoid the question. They didn't want to answer it because, you know they all had a lot of jobs and it was busy. Everybody was working really hard. And Eric like pushes on. He's like, no, no, no. What does Gary Kleiner do all day? What, come on, someone tell me what he does. And again, the pilgrims were avoiding it. So finally somebody pipes up and he goes, Oh, Eric, you know, he plays volleyball. He just kind of, <laughs> you know, he does, he collects the money in the morning. But other than that, Eric, he just sits around and talks to pilgrims all day. And Eric goes, good. That is the most important thing. Hmm. yeah yeah we forget that i mean that is such a 
that it's the hospitality aspect it's the baba <laughs> aspect it's like all of that combined and something that i've been kind of holding on to during this conversation is how michelle just mentioned like you know jeff and annie wanting to have snack time in the middle of um <laughs> in the middle of cleaning and just how it's interesting how the youth aspect is like go 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 but really if you look even further back you know snack time and nap time yeah oh wow yeah essentially very youthful so one thing that I always try to keep in mind is that yes I'm an adult and Jeff and Annie are adults but like we are also all came from the same place and we're all children once and there's always going to be aspects of that inside of people and just to like slow down and recognize that and to kind of enjoy the the more innocent parts of life I think Mm. um I think older people are really good at that yeah Yeah. that's so true it's like we're like you know like similarities of like aging like you you do there is like the youthfulness comes in a different way when you age you become more like like a baby when you age yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, I was thinking with Syria, like, I feel like, I mean, I haven't been at the house for two years, but, like, I feel like I have, like, just, like, very strong memories of you doing that welcoming, sitting with, like, new campers and things like that and, like, talking to them and getting to know them, like, of that very, like, welcoming aspect. Like, I actually think that's something, like, that's very much a strength of yours as well um, and, like, so needed in the rush of things, right? And it's, like, how do you... Like, I feel like I'm still learning um, the balance of, like, a really intense, like, lots of things to get done and the, like, making time for the personal, which I really do enjoy the personal, but it can be hard to know that difference. Um, But I think that it's, like, I just just wanted to say that because I really, I have, like, these very vivid memories of sitting and being like, oh, like okay, we've got our, we've got our next generation, like, when you've been sitting and talking, like, you know, like, on, like, the worker wallet crew or whatever, but, like, sitting and talking at lunch and spending your time really, like, seeing newer campers and people who, like, needed a connection point. Yeah, I think it's kind of like what Margie said, was preserving the feminine and, and just, like, really also striking that balance between like, okay, well I am working here and I am older than you, but I want to give you the space to explore yourself in this space. And I want to like get you out of your shell a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of kids who tend to be introverted are much more interested in talking to older people than they are (laughs) younger people. Mm -hmm. And I always try to, find those kids and just like get them out of their shell and then I feel like usually by the middle of the week they're playing with other kids I try to like find cool ways to like introduce them to other kids like with the what was the thing Jordan and I did was the early risers club oh yes oh Oh, yeah Yeah. (laughs) and I love that I love going there I love I love renaming it every year. Like, I think I called it bird gang one year. (laughs) Like all the kids like showed up wearing like bird bandanas and like one kid was wearing a bird shirt and I was like bird gang. And then (laughs) (laughs) it's just like keeping things light and fun. And Jordan was always like, you can't joke about that. You're a blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's very Jordan to say. Jordan is like the perfect counterbalance. We Jordan is the fun sucker. Too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's so funny. I we I feel like we should also now that we're talking about him have him on too. To talk yeah, at yeah. Some point, but just that, like, yeah, that like the the balancing aspect. No, and I love I love like you know even when we're talking about this intergenerational stuff, it's also how do we see the younger generation? Because I get intimidated sometimes by like the younger generation. I mean like I work with kids every day but like also it's the habits and stuff like that it's like how like how can I understand you and I feel this need of like god I really hope these kids stay with Baba because I don't want this community to die out you know yeah, like there's right. this like real like and I think that that's probably also what the older generations are not probably like I've heard that like not die out but they're like you know people got to keep coming to the center or people got you know like we need to be able to like you know there are like logistical things of being able to preserve 
the center as it is, right? Like, which includes financial, but also like that caretaking, like the things that Lee does behind the scenes, the things that like, you know, like people are doing at the Gateway and at Del Ruba, like to preserve everything, like to make sure that like things can continue as they are. And I think that there, like, if there is like this through line of like, for me at least, what I feel is like, guys, we got to keep it going. Like everybody, everybody's so good. Everybody's still in this with me. And I think like, yeah. um, I'm just like feeling as I'm like talking about that. I'm like, oh, like that's like totally like a normal human thing. Like if you ever left a job, you maybe had panic beforehand. If you really didn't want to like leave people in a lurch or like, what are they going to do without me? And like, they figure it out. Like they keep yeah. going. <laughs> like, and it's like, same with Baba. Like, I feel like I have to go to this point of like, okay, Baba, like, we'll keep going (laughs) like whether or not like I you know like force people into this or like you know I'm overbearing in my love for Baba like Baba will like the community will still continue um but I don't know I don't know if that's relatable at all at at all but I was just thinking about how that thread feels for me I mean I appreciate you saying that because that actually kind of brings I mean it just triggers like another thought in me my Capricorn Mercury is like I feel like when you have Capricorn Mercury, you just like want to find everything that's been doing, been done wrong over generations. <laughs> and then, like if you, so, you know, I only met a few with the Mondelez, but my dad and my family and so many people that I know met the Mondelez and had very close relationships with them. And I think that where the older generation may have messed up and even maybe where we're messing up is the Mondelez didn't really care about connecting about forcing people to connect with Baba. They cared more about making a personal connection. Like Gohair used to write my dad letters about going to medical school. And then naturally Baba was able to bring them back because when you come back to a place, you want to come back to the people. Right. And so, and I think the older generation, not the Mondelez generation, the one post, they're more trying to emphasize, are these people connecting to Baba when that's not their business? Their business is making that personal connection to our lives and letting Baba fill the love in. And then us even, you know, Michelle, as you were talking, I was like, yeah, I have that same feeling of like, oh, I really hope that Baba gets them, right? And it's like, (laughs) for us to think that is so, it's just like such a waste of our energy because the only control we have for these people continuing to come back is taking a personal interest in their lives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is how I ended up back at Sahabas is because Jyoti, like, cared about me as a person I was like oh like I think it would be fun if we did it work together and I was like oh you like me I was like you mean like and that's how like I came to Baba like really like that's like you know that personal connection yeah especially kids wisteria I'm curious about so when was your first use the were you staff or were you a camber I was staff okay so I you came as staff for the first already time already 21 or 22 at that point and so what was your experience of the young people at the Yusuf I was honestly really overwhelmed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was not, I didn't really know what to expect. I guess, like, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to talk about. <laughs> like, I feel like I, you know, during Zahavis, there was all of this, love and respect for one another and like this tightness and I was like really like wow this is really cool but then there were also all of these other aspects that I never had to worry about on center like what I was wearing and like Mm -hmm. who was wearing makeup and who wasn't and like (laughs) it felt very reminiscent to high school in some ways and that was really overwhelming for me and then like I remember vividly at the end of Zahavis I was in the car with somebody and they said oh thank god we're off center now i can finally talk shit about people oh god and i was like oh my god I was <laughs> like i was just really like oh my god i can't believe this is happening and it's like that's kind of like the duality of it all i guess is and just like i, I don't know it was a big it felt like a big lesson and it also felt really uncomfortable and it was also really good for me and that's all I got to say I don't know (laughs) (laughs) no I love that I feel like it's so true like the aspects of like of being at Sahavas that are so different when you go to the center at other times is like is like 
who's wearing makeup or like does this like outfit make me look cute like and I think that that was like my experience like as like a my one year as a camper but definitely as a worker too like because like we're among our peers right more so than like like I care less when I go you know to my parents friends houses than I do like when I go to my friends houses right I guess like maybe not my best friend because then I don't care at all but like a a good friend or like a casual acquaintance I look nicer right and it is that thing that like kind of comes back you know where you're a little bit more there are a lot more dynamics at play um which can also make it like like hard or yeah. yeah. I think also there's just like a part of aging, you know, like we talked about with Lisa that there's different seasons of life and there just because like you're in a season of life where you're trying to just I mean really what that insecurity and that talking shit and all that comes from is just the insecurity of not knowing who you are, right? And right. You know, the other people who might know who they are are threatening to you and that doesn't mean that they are not welcome to be in Baba's love bath. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. they, they need to be supported in that. And it's like, yeah, kids are going to go through that. Right. It's, but I also know from growing up in the Baba community, and I also had older sisters who went to the Yusahavas too. So it was like, I saw it kind of happen to them that, you know, when you're that age, yeah, you know, you've got your Sahavas crush, but it's like, whatever. And then, <laughs> but now that I'm older and I've grown up with these people, we've all gone through the same phases of life together. And now when we hang out after the use of the Havas, it's like, we're all just hanging out and like, so genuinely invested in each other's lives because we had Baba as this back, like this backbone through all of those reasons and seasons and experiences. Yeah. Right. And one thing I want to add is just like how blown away I was by the campers and like they so I'm like kind of generation Z but kind of not I'm like right on the cusp of Z and the end of millennial and like to really like see and interact with generation Z and also how they are experiencing Baba and like just how emotionally intelligent they were Mm. And I was just blown away. I was just like, wow, this is really great. I'm so glad these people are here. You know, I was just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I was, I was glad for all of it, but that was one thing that I was really like proud of and like looked, it made me feel better about the future. Yeah. I I feel that way with them too, both in the Baba community, just in general, like the, like, I I love my Gen Z babies as I like to call them <laughs> like you know like um and I do feel like there is something like I remember sitting at a celebration which I will admit celebration is my least favorite thing at Sahavas because I like I get nervous going to like a Taylor Swift concert because I'm afraid she might mess up on stage like oh I get second anxiety for people like and it's like such a thing that I've like had my entire life but it's like I'm like so want people to do a good job and I'm so nervous that they will <laughs> um it's also like why I think like I'd be a really horrible like dance mom or something because I'd be like <laughs> trying to like egg my kid on from the audience um but I remember being at this like one celebration a few years back and like people were just doing like objectively super weird things <laughs> as like their talent you know as they're like there's their like offer I know we have a really wide spectrum of what talent is no <laughs> I just, like, people were like popping joints in their body and people were like making up ridiculous songs or doing like really silly skits and like these things that were just so like accepting of like here I am world like take me or leave me right and like I think that like Sahavas is such a beautiful container because it shows it like those kids didn't start out some of them the beginning of the week like that, but they're like allowed to be like their weirdest kind of freest selves. Um, And then it's like, I think about how we can include more of that energy into the Baba community as a large, as a whole. Right. And so like, what is it? Not just we're singing, I like, again, with some, like you were talking about, Margie, with like the play. Not It doesn't just have to be like a Baba play, but how are we like in doing this? Because it's going to come back to Baba in the end anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> because as people are allowed to just like freely express themselves, I feel like 
that's the closer closest way to get to God is like that free expression, that creativity. Like that's my personal opinion, at least like that's how you get, you can like get even, even more in touch with like that spiritual side of you. And so I feel like it's like, you know, like it is those things of like, you know, what I would love to see. And maybe it's like, when I'm coming to center, I should like reach out in advance and be like, Hey, I'm coming. I'd love to share my story if somebody would want to do it. Or if like, if somebody's yeah. going to center, who's like a musician, like, Hey, I'm coming to center next month. Like, I'd love to do like a song for the community or like things like, like, or, Hey, I have this like weird skill. Um, you know, I'd love <laughs> to do a workshop if folks are interested or something like that too. I do feel like there's, there's both the, like, we have to be brave enough to take the space. Um, and yeah. I think that there's more work to be done to invite people in or to say, Hey, I see, you know, Margie's on the calendar. Like, I'm going to like ask her if she can lead a discussion topic, you know, in the library one day when she's on center next week, you know? Yeah. Um, and so kind of like, but, and, and letting it be really creative and fun too. You know, I've um, actually, you're, you're kind of tapping on something that I've thought about a lot is there is a little bit of like, Oh, to speak in the meeting place, you have to have some sort of authority or like um I don't know what the like Like clout or something yeah like royalty kind of feeling but I've often thought like how cool would it be like if Wisteria just like got on stage and did the talk like you know the Saturday night talk and how asking young people to share their experience it was like you know, and I think that, that there's growth on both sides. I don't think it's like all the older generations fault or all the younger generations fault, but they're, you know, making more room for that because I think feeling like our stories are not less than because we didn't meet the Mondali are, is a really important part of the healing of the Baba community. Yeah. In some ways, I think coming to Baba without all of that is, is impressive. Yeah. You, you have to, <laughs> yeah. I feel like these, the generation before us, I mean, they had Baba, they had the Mondali, uh, some of them, you know, and it was like, it felt more like evidence. It felt more like, this is right here in front of me. And like, I can believe in this. And now coming to it is just like, oh, this is something that happened X amount of years ago. And I still believe in it. Yeah. Like, not to say that, like, that's a badge of honor or anything, yeah. but it is, I think it is, like, exciting and interesting and should definitely be honored in a way. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're totally right. Climb that doubt ladder more, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, I look at Bob and I'm like, are any of these pictures real? Sometimes, like, you know, like, the doubt. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In my head. I'm like, who knows? Like, you know, like. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just being a, like a counselor and being an older generation, these kids are Baba's babies, like yeah. especially the generations that are kind of rising at the Yuzahavas now, like even timing wise, like the Mondali died and then these kids were born. Like, yeah. let's not let's not kid ourselves here. It's not like the Mondali are going to Zimbabwe or something. They're going to be in Maribot or they're going to be in Myrtle Beach at some point. Right. Like they're. <laughs> And so watching these kids as a counselor, I'm like, they have, I sometimes have felt like a spiritual preschooler, just listening to the wisdom that they hold inside of them so naturally and so like effortlessly and making space for them to understand that what they have is really special. Not, you know, not being like, oh, you were modely, so we need to celebrate you, but just making more space for celebrating the idea that the youth have spiritual insight. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, well, I'm looking at our, our time. I know, we, I know that we, we were yeah. getting close on it. <laughs> and like, um, and I think this is so exciting because I can't wait to keep talking about this with you all when we're in person together. Um, but I'm also just really grateful. I feel like, you know, this is the part of connection, right? And this is how we kind of can brainstorm and get all these thoughts out to then continue to create the community that we we want to be in and that Baba wants us to have. Um, so I'm really grateful to both of you um, and like glad that I've gotten to be a part of your lives. So I just want to say that. <laughs> um, yeah. well, you were like a really pivotal person for me coming to Sahavas for the first time. I remember like, I like, it's kind of wild to me. Like, obviously I knew it at the time that that was your first Sahavas, but it's wild to me because like, I also, I like feel like I can't remember a time where you weren't there. 
So it's really beautiful and I'm glad. Thank you. And I'm glad. Um, and I remember it vividly. (laughs) And, um, we didn't get to hear your quote. So I'm wondering, we usually end with a quote and the beloved and that, or we usually start with a quote and then end with the beloved God prayer. Um, but with Jerry, I was wondering if you wanted to read both your quote and then say the beloved God prayer, if you'd be open to that. I am. Uh, I might not know all the words to the beloved God. Oh, prayer, we got you. We got cool, you. <laughs> but I do have a quote. Um, so the mind is capable of turning the bitterest enemy into the sweetest friend by constantly thinking well of him. Ooh. I thought that was pretty good for this. Will you, episode. Yeah. Will you read it again? The mind is capable of turning the bitterest enemy into the sweetest friend by constantly thinking well of them. Wow. Well, damn. <laughs> Gonna need that on a t-shirt. I need that tattooed <laughs> on my forehead. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's also kind of ties in with like you talking about how you want to complain to your mom at work about work and then her saying that Bob is <laughs> something. It's so true. Um, We can close this out. We can all say the beloved God prayer. We can, we can cut, we can say it with you kind of quieter. Um, Or Margie, if you want to just say it, that's cool too. I'm happy to go either way. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I am going to take the initiative and say the beloved God prayer. Yes, you are. All right. Well, with Syria, I just want to thank you for coming on. This has been so awesome. And I'm really glad you reached out actively to us because I think that anyone who listening is listening. Michelle and I want to do, like I said in the beginning, a whole series on this because even this conversation is so different from the one that we had with Elisa. And I think that everyone, if we just keep getting this opinion out there, there will naturally be bridges that are formed. So thank you, Wisteria, for taking your time to reach out to us and to share your heart. Oh yeah. My pleasure. Well, with that, I'm going to now say the beloved God prayer. (laughs) Beloved God, help us all to love you more and more and more and more and still yet more. So we become worthy of union with you and help us all to hold fast to Baba's Daman until the very end. Beloved Avatar, Meher Baba, Ki Jai.